Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Welcome back to the podcast and another little solo episode. Today's one's going to be short and sweet and it's actually a conversation around content. So this is perfect for business owners, anyone who is a service provider that's really trying to build their socials and especially if you're fi- you find that you're someone who you struggle coming up with content ideas and you find yourself frequently meeting content blocks um, or even if you're someone who that's not a problem for you but you want to be expanding and elevating the way that you do and approach content, this is going to be a good podcast episode for you. So this is actually going to be an extension of a post that I did. So the three points that I'm going to speak to, because I'm going to share what I feel are often the three biggest blocks that comes up for people when it comes to writing content or coming up with content ideas. And when you can overcome these blocks and instead nail these three areas, content ideas and content creation tends to be really, really easy. So I'm going to share the three that I shared in my post, but obviously today, you know, I can go a little bit deeper than a short little caption. So we're going to kind of expand on all of them. So the first problem that I see a lot of people coming into is they have no fucking space. They have no space in their schedule. And it's really interesting because if you think about it, if you are to wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, jump in the shower, whatever, you go, you work out, you come home shower, get ready, get dressed, go to work, work. You're doing things, you're on the go, you're going fucking grocery shopping. It's, you know, and then your partner and then you're in a conversation, it's you're on a phone call. It's just like nonstop things in your day where you're specifically doing something and your mind is active and you are actively thinking and not just thinking openly and in flow, but thinking in a way where you have to be focusing on a task at hand. So you need to be focusing on a conversation that you're having, focusing on your work, focusing on getting ready. Like there's always a part of you that's somewhat thinking. If you don't have space to think freely, space where you're not focused on a task, but but time where your mind gets to just wonder. If you don't have any time for your mind to wonder, where the fuck is the space for creativity to be birthed, for innovation to come through, for downloads to make their way into you. Downloads aren't coming into an already overfilled mind, right? It just doesn't happen like that because you're already so distracted by thought that your mind is never open for that experience to happen. So when I think about my schedule, there is a lot of space and a lot of people can, you know, look at that as you know, I have team and like whatever. You can you can create any story around that, but it can actually be something as simple as the things you're already doing and you're changing your relationship to those things. So something as simple as every time you get in the car on the way to gym, do you have music playing? Do you have a podcast playing? Can you just drive in silence? I drive in silence more frequently than I drive listening to anything else. If you were to look at how often I'm listening to a podcast, how often I'm playing music and how often I am driving in silence, Driving in silence would blitz it all. I drive in silence very, very, very frequently. 
And I spend a lot of time in silence as well. I love music and I know so many things can create energy. You know, a podcast can inspire you. This one may inspire you. I'm not saying don't listen to them. I listen to them. I'm also not saying don't ever listen to music. I listen to music. But what I am saying is, is that so habitual and do you find more comfort in having external noise because you can't just be with your own mind and your own thoughts? So for me, not only do I drive in silence frequently, but I'm just in silence frequently, period. So even when I have a shower, could I put the boom box on and play music and like create a vibe? Yes. But also, can I just lay on the bottom of the shower for 30 minutes and just like ponder my life? Also, yes. And it's something that I do quite frequently. So my life is really, you know, set up in a way. Yes, there's elements of creating the vibe through music and things like that. But often I don't actually even need external stimulus to create the vibe. I don't need the candles. I don't need the music. I don't need the fucking lighting. I don't need all of that because I can create it within myself, within myself. So I spend a lot of time in silence. I feel like I spend a lot more time in silence than most people I probably know. Um, And I spend a lot of time in my own energy as well. So that is really, really valuable. So if you're finding that you're struggling to come up with content ideas, maybe have a look at, is my whole day just go, 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 focusing, conversation, simulation, music, podcast, and then you sit down in front of a laptop, open it up and expect to feel creative. And you're like, fuck, why can't I think of anything? I'm not surprised. So this is your opportunity to have a look at how can I just tweak slightly little things in my schedule? And again, you don't have to drive in silence every time you drive, but can you just do it sometimes? So have a look at where you're filling your day with noise. And that can be, you know, auditory. It can also be visual as well. So it doesn't just have to be music and things like that. It can also be like what you're watching. What's what's anything that's really pulling you out of just being in your own thoughts and in your own mind and your need to focus on something. So that could even be Netflix. It could be scrolling on your phone, um, anything like that. This is also a huge reason why I very rarely meditate. I'm also not saying don't meditate because I understand that meditation, you hit different frequencies and I do go deep in meditation and I do have different experiences in meditation. However, there was a time in my journey that I needed set aside time to sit down and schedule being with myself, being present, going deep into my own mind. I truly believe that I am like a living meditative frequency at times of my life to the point that I have transcended the structure of meditation. And that's not me saying like I'm some crazy meditation guru and things like that. Like you even look at, um, you know, people like Joe Dispenza who can go into such deep and, you know, transit states of meditation that he can produce like DMT in his mind and stuff. It's just a whole nother fucking world. So It's again a discernment piece here. What I'm not saying is don't ever meditate, but I'm also saying that it's interesting. My relationship to meditation has changed and evolved over time because it used to be to calm me, relax me, slow me down. I used to have to be able to it was a, an art of how do I reduce all the noise? How do I actually just be with myself? How do I empty out my mind and, and not think about a certain thing? How do I bring my energy and focus in to be able to just focus on one thing? So it was a lot of me doing meditation to refine a skill or learn or, or really anchor me and I needed the structure of that. Whereas now I could go into borderline meditative states when I'm like cooking or I'm laying in the shower and things like that. I would still meditate, but again, it's just a different relationship 
relationship to meditation. Meditation now isn't to calm me down, relax me, empty my mind. It's to go even deeper, right? Have an even deeper experience or a spiritual experience within myself. So create more space, create more time, reduce noise and watch how your mind evolves to allowing yourself to have conversations with yourself, have conversations with the universe, reflect on things, reflect on client conversations, how your relationship's feeling like you're actually going to find that you have space to go into a state of reflection and also a state of self-observation as well, which is going to give you so much uh, self-awareness and therefore language and articulation to things that you can actually be putting in your content and you can speak to because you have time to think about these things because you're not always thinking about something else. The next problem that I see people often coming into is they're not taking care of their mind or their body. So really their actual physical body isn't a very, very powerful or potent channel for content, ideas, creativity, and innovation to come in. It is very, very, very fucking hard to feel creative when you are hungry and tired. And Besides the fact that that just sounds quite obvious, one of the ways that I look at it, and I've I've spoken to this in some of my courses and my teachings before, but I believe that creativity is an overflow frequency. So when we look at certain frequencies that we can tap into, there's going to be our base foundational frequencies, which is like we're actually like required, needed, necessary. Like everyone has to to feel them, do them, and things like that. And then you, it's almost looking at like you have a cup, and you have to feel all of the frequencies in the cup before you get to start overflowing the cup. And when you tap into overflow, then that's things like creativity and and energies like that, innovation. So if you haven't met the base foundations of safety, survival, rest, rejuvenation, and you're feeling somewhat dysregulated in your body, you're lacking sleep, you're tired, uh, potentially you're not feeling safe, um, your nervous system's dysregulated, there's, you know, um, you're going into fight and flight, there's a lot of conflict in your life, there's a lot of things like that going on you're going to find it very fucking hard to be creative, right? So if you're in any state of, let's say, stress, any state of hyperarousal where your basic needs aren't being met, creativity isn't a fucking priority. If you think about someone's safety or creativity, what's going to be a higher priority? Probably fucking safety. So this is where you can look at cultivating safety within your mind and safety within your body, but not just safety, actually optimizing your mind and your body as well. So it's going beyond the lens of, okay, my nervous system's regulated. I have thriving, healthy relationships, which feel really good for me and feel expansive for me. I have a good support system and I'm like well-fed. I'm like hydrated. I'm getting enough sleep. Like when your body is in a state of not only complete rest, but optimization and optimized performance, you are optimizing your body to be available for creativity and energies like innovation to actually come through you. So it's really looking at how do I fill my own cup and ensure that everything is covered, all the basics and the foundations are covered. My body is so incredibly safe, but not only just safe, it's actually optimized where I am now an open fucking channel for thoughts to come through, downloads to come through, for creativity to work through me and for me to be able to express and articulate my ideas and things like that. If you think about someone taking an exam, let's use the example. Let's say you've got two students taking an exam. Student A had nine hours sleep, 
they've got a really, really healthy, safe household. And like they had a really, really good, deep connecting conversation with their partner last night. Maybe they even got fucked and they're, they're feeling really, really good. They woke up and had a really nourishing breakfast and they are hydrated on water. They're really calm. They meditated before their exam and they walk in and do their exam. Student number two went out clubbing last night. <laughs> went out to the clubs. Um, they got absolutely shit face, maybe did some pingers. Their nervous system's dysregulated as fuck. They got home at 4am and got two hours sleep. They woke up in the morning late, realized that they didn't have time to have breakfast before their exam. So on the way in, they cracked a fucking V. Who's going to be more effective at taking the exam? Whose mind is going to be more available for focus, concentration? So it's a really, really exaggerated example, but this can be playing out on a very, very minor scale. And often when people aren't going to extremes, they don't notice it, but they're like, oh, but I am eating pretty well and I do exercise sometimes. And I am kind of sort of maybe getting good sleep, except for the fact that I've scrolled on my phone till 11am. It's like, it's really, really not as obvious to notice when you're not doing extremes, but this is where you get to look at, okay, whilst it's not extremes, when I'm looking at my life, when I'm looking at what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body, how often I'm moving my body and really how I'm taking care of my mind and my body from a physical, emotional and a spiritual level, does it actually make sense that I feel like I can concentrate, that I feel stimulated, that I feel focused, that I feel creative and innovative? So for me, one of the things I always notice If I start experiencing brain fog, which also does happen sometimes occasionally around my period, and I try to offset it as much as possible with supplementation and things like that, but I do find different parts of my menstrual cycle. If you're someone who menstruates, you may also find different times of the month is better for creating content for you as well. You may find that a little bit more your follicular phase or even ovulation is a really, really good time to write. If you want to be a little bit more sassy, fiery, direct, probably write your content around ovulation, but I also don't think we have to overcomplicate it that much. I certainly don't. I write content any fucking day, time of the month, whatever. However, I do find it easier. Whilst I won't be a victim to, oh my gosh, I'm in my luteal phase. I can't possibly like think right now because I've got brain fog. I'm not a victim to that. I I record podcasts around that time, like whatever. I don't let anything limit me. However, what I do do is show myself grace that I may stumble my words a little bit more, or I may um, take a little bit longer to write content, or it may not be my best piece of content I've ever written. I just show myself more grace in that. However, There are absolutely things that I can do to support my mind, to support my body and kind of like what I said, offset things like brain fog through optimizing nutrition, hydration, supplementation and things like that as well. So have a look at how you're taking care of your body right now. Is your body an actual channel that is going to be available for things like creativity based on how safe you actually feel and how your nervous system is operating and how your body actually feels right now? Again, like let's use the example, two people, someone is sitting in their office in front of their screen and they're having, you know, a coffee that they're enjoying after they've had a delicious nourishing meal. They're well slept. They've just done a workout in the morning. Their energy is really high and they're sitting down to write content versus person B slept in till 10 a.m., rolled out of bed, haven't eaten, um, and they pull open their laptop. They're sitting there with like a, a bag of chips and 
they're just like, yeah, cool. I'm going to write some content. And like, there's no part of them that their body has been like actually taken care of first and they're expecting their mind to look after them. So really just seeing where, okay, based on how I'm tr- showing up for my mind and my body, does it make sense that I'm having uh, creative ideas and overflow and things like that? Okay. The third problem that I see is people either trying to do one of two things, teach above their skill set or post mind-blowing viral content. So what I mean by this is sometimes people sit down and they're trying to create content through the lens of how will this go viral? How do I create something that mind blows people? How do I create something that people have never seen before and never heard of before? How do I... Uh, create something that stops the scroll? How do I create something that's just going to get super high engagement? Never fucking works. It actually just never, ever, ever works. All it does is puts ridiculous amounts of fucking pressure on you. And it's funny because something that I played around with uh, even on TikTok was there were some TikToks I posted where I'm like, it was really high quality content. So videographer level film content. Um, It was incredible. All the things posted it like fucking 78 views like whatever I don't actually know what the views were but it was barely any and I was like you know posting some good stuff barely any views and I'm like I'm just gonna test something I'm gonna post a video straight from my camera roll that has barely any context I'm not gonna have any transitions any graphics it's just going straight on TikTok and I did that and it got like four times the amount of views and I was like interesting that's not something I ever would have posted if I was worried about being perfect or if I was worried about going viral I never would have posted it but it was interesting because the part of me that was just like what if like I just was like whatever I fucking find something in my camera roll and post it and do that what happens then oh my gosh it gets four times the amount of views you can never ever 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 predict what is going to go viral you can also never predict what's going to mind blow people because what you uh, view as mind-blowing is something which is going to be manipulated and distorted through your own lens of your views values experiences knowledge wisdom all the things so something for you that you're like oh my god this is so mind-blowing yet you don't realize that everyone's already heard that or not only have they already heard it maybe they're the opposite maybe it's just like way too far ahead for them and that's not going to land for them for another three years from now when they're like oh that's what they meant when they said that I get it now right and I see this with people sometimes where they hear quotes and it's like I don't get the quote and like two years later you're like oh that's what that that quote means so you can't predict it so given that you thinking about creating viral content and how to go viral and how to mind blow people doesn't work what does it do then it adds a fuckload of pressure. It adds so much unnecessary pressure to you that makes content feel hard. If every time I sat down to create content, I was like, okay, how am I going to get really good engagement? Is everyone going to love this? Is is everyone going to think this is like mind blowing and crazy? I would overthink it so many times. I would be like, delete. I like have this visual of like the person sitting in their office scrunching up the hundredth piece of paper and throwing it in the trash can. That's what it would feel like with my content. But it doesn't feel like that because I have no pressure on myself because it's just content. It's just my thought. It's just a perspective. It's just something that I know, a piece of knowledge, a piece of wisdom that I'm going to share in the moment. I'm just going to put it in a little graphic and post it. I never know what's going to do well and what's not going to do well. And I actually don't fucking care. 
And that's a really big thing as well, because I truly, truly believe, and this is getting a little bit of a side tangent, but I truly believe that when we focus on consistency first, and I know some people believe the opposite, um, even even one of my mentors, it's so funny, my, one of my mentors has a contradictory belief to this. She says, done is not better than perfect, right? Because we all know the saying done is better than perfect. And she actually believes done is not better than perfect. And I love that for her. But for me and what I've felt and what I've witnessed, it's actually the opposite. Done is better than perfect, getting something out and being consistent. And there's discernment here. But also then there's other people like, uh, what's her name? Simone. I can't pronounce her last name. Seol. Simone Soul, Seol, um, she even had something called the garbage post challenge and she teaches people to post, I think it's like a piece of garbage content every day for 30 days and watch what happens. And like people get, oh my gosh, like more people bought my offer and it's crazy. Like people, when I say people are posting garbage, I'm literally talking, people could post a piece of content that was like, I had wheat bix for breakfast this morning and sat on the couch with my cat. How good's business? Like that's like what they would post. And they did content like that every day for 30 days and people were having amazing, you know, experiences. I then also know people that bring so much intentionality, so much detail into their content and what it is that they're doing and they post minimally. But when they post, it's like so beautifully like written. It's almost like borderline fucking poetic and it's incredible and they're successful as well. So I've seen people on both sides. What works for me is right smack bang in the middle. It's like, I don't want to post garbage, but also done somewhat is better than perfect. And I'm going to focus on being consistent. And when we also look at things from a level of business and, and business is the masculine structure, right? Like there can be like the creative behind the business can be somewhat the feminine force and business is usually going to be the masculine structure. And then within the business, there's going to be masculine feminine structure. And it goes on and there's layers and layers and layers of that. But when we think about it, business and and especially a service provider in any relationship, you're the masculine when it comes to a business transaction relationship. You're the one that is holding the space. You're the one that is providing the container. You're the one that is delivering the service saying what, when, where, why, how much. You are the grounded masculine for a client, specifically service providers. You are the masculine. When we think about the relationship to the masculine and the feminine from, again, and you guys probably know, but I'm not talking about genders, I'm talking about frequencies. When we look at frequencies and energetics, there's going to be a part that what makes the feminine feel safe with the masculine is reliability. And one of the biggest ways that we show we're reliable, don't say I'm reliable person. We show people that we are reliable is by being reliable. And one of the ways we be reliable is in consistency. So this is really, really common even in relationships and things like that, but I'm going to pull it into business. When people can see you being consistent, it unconsciously tells people, oh, I can rely on you because you're not in and you're out. You're not selling and my offer's the best thing in the world and then falling off the face of the earth. You're not like, I know where I stand with you. I know like what I'm going to get from you. I know your content's going to be about this. I know I'm going to get content this frequently. So it's not a conscious thing, but on an unconscious level, the more consistent you are, the more you're teaching you're reliable and the more that actually breeds trust and safety for people to invest in you. So again, I'm not saying like, don't take anything I'm saying to extremes. I'm not saying that means that you have to post every single day, seven days a week forever until 
you don't want to run your business anymore. That's not what I'm saying. But but there is somewhat going to be a level of consistency. Posting once a month probably ain't it. So find your natural rhythm. Maybe for you that's three days a week. Maybe it's five. Um, but I would definitely be saying you should be posting at least three days a week as a minimum. Again, sometimes I slip up on that every now and again. And I'm like, oh, fuck, haven't done a post for like nine days. It happens. Again, I just show myself grace and get back onto... I don't need to dwell in the fact I haven't posted. All I need to do is just fucking post and choose to lean back into the consistency of posting. So the other part of this is not just the the viral piece, but it's this teaching above your skill set piece. So I'm going to speak into that for a second. Teaching above your skill set tends to happen when you're trying to create content that's too viral or when you're trying to create something which is going to mind blow people. And it really means that you are teaching something where it's borderline like you're not fully integrated in it yet or you don't fully understand it yet or you don't have the level of knowledge where you could recall it in two seconds. It's kind of the example of if you were going to write a piece of content and you get halfway through and then you're like, did I use that word accurately? I was just going to Google the meaning of that word. You're teaching above your skill set. If you have to Google a word in a caption or Google a word in your notes for a call that you're teaching, don't fucking teach it and don't write it. It is above your skill set. And people do this again in order to be able to create mind-blowing content or because of a concept of self-stuff. Because a part of them doesn't want to look like the beginner or doesn't want to look like they don't know enough or doesn't want to look like that's too surface level, whatever the fucking story is. It's their own selfishness when it comes and self-absorption of how they're being presented, which actually influences what they're going to be teaching. So I'm going to use the example of mindset. If someone was teaching the fundamentals of how to meditate, uh, how to write affirmations, how to manifest. And then they were noticing all these coaches teaching shadow work X, Y, Z. And they're like, shadow work so much deeper than just like your personal level thing. It's like, not, it's so much deeper than writing an affirmation. And then they go, oh my God, I can't talk about affirmations. I've got to talk about shadow work because affirmations is too beginner. They're fucking themselves up. Like you are going to find writing content so incredibly hard. Stick to what you know. And even, you know, extending on that example, I look now and I have, you know, a shadow work course and well, it's a mindset and shadow work course, but two to three years ago, I can't remember how long it was ago. I ran a group program called Glow and it was like week one, like stress and sleep, week two, how to write affirmations, week three, how to meditate. Like it was the absolute foundation and it was fucking great. And I don't look back and go, oh my God, why did I teach that surface level stuff? That's not surface level. It's just a level, right? It's not surface level. It's a level. And I know for me at that time or even before that, right? So at the time I was teaching that, but at the time where I was learning that, if I was to be thrown balls to the wall in shadow work, I would have fucking drowned. Like how would have I been able to understand and witness my ego and have the levels of self-awareness to be able to stay present when I'm seeing uncomfortable aspects of myself if I didn't even know what an affirmation was. Like there's a level of learning. So I think stay true to you, stay true to what it is that you're doing and your zone of genius. Don't get caught up in comparison or the fucking story that it's not deep enough, it's not um, expansive enough, it's not knowledgeable enough and and trying to kind of go above where you're actually teaching. You're going to have such 
such a hard time writing content. Again, not only are you going to be fucking Googling words, but you're also going to find yourself just like in such a state of pressure. So you can feel the energy of teaching above your skill set or trying to create content that's viral or mind blowing. It's just putting yourself in a pressure cooker. And it makes things really, really, really hard. So if you can instead approach content with a lens of like, it, it's, it gets to be imperfect. It's okay if no one engages, if no one gets it. It's okay if it doesn't land for people. This is what I'm good at. This is what I know. And this is what I want to say. And so long as you just say into, this is what I'm good at. This is what I know. And this is what I want to say. Perfect. If you're in integrity, congruent and embodied in your teachings, perfect. You are going to find it so much easier. You having conversations around nutrition when you've been tracking macros for five, six, seven years, you're going to be able to come up with so much content around tracking macros. Like that's going to be so incredibly easy. But if you've never intuitively eaten a day in your life, but you're so familiar with tracking and you're like, oh, people are suddenly talking about intuitive eating. I need to do that too. Like, you're just going to be like, what do I say about it? How do I talk about it? How about try intuitive eating for a while and like be a living embodiment of that? Learn about it, resource, like get fucking balls deep in that to the point that you can, you know, intuitive eating, the methodology, like approaches, strategies, frameworks, um, the mindset, like all the things before you start writing content about it. So if you don't feel really proficient in an area yourself, don't teach on it don't have it as part of your content, it's going to be hard. So if you can focus on these three things, if you can focus on creating creating space for yourself, creating space for your mind and, and your physical body, but, but really your mind, like if you can create more space in your schedule where you have the time to wonder, you have the time to daydream and your mind gets to go into wherever it needs to because it doesn't have a thing it needs to be focused on. That's going to be incredibly expansive for you and you're going to find things start more coming in, right? Because you're not focusing outwards. So things have space to come into you and that's where creativity can absolutely be birthed. Second thing, can you look after your mind and your body, optimize your brain health like a little bit more? Can you regulate your nervous system? Can you look at these things so that your body is so grounded, so safe and so energized to be able to concentrate, focus and create? And then thirdly, can you make sure that you're creating content that's within your zone of genius, that you're not trying to worry whether it's going to go viral, whether it's going to mind blow people, just focus on what it is that you're good at and what it is that you want to say and you're going to find it so much easier to continue to write content. So I hope that was valuable for you guys. I'm going to add in one last thing. And whilst they're the three biggest blocks, I want to share, and this isn't a block, but it is a little content hack. Like I spoke about earlier in the podcast episode, there are times of the month for me that I do find it easier to write. So again, whilst I never play victim to that, I still don't want to be like, oh, well, I can't play victim to it. So I can't even help or optimize that area, right? I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be victim to that. But also what can I do to, to benefit and optimize myself? So something I do is when I'm in a period where I am more creative, I'm feeling a little bit more spicy. I've got the ideas coming through the downloads, like everything's dropping in. I just open up the notes app on my phone. And I write all those content ideas, everything that I'm thinking. And it's not necessarily bang, bang, bang all in one go, whilst it can be if I'm having just a huge, huge breakthrough moment. It's often just like I'm cooking and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that. Or I get out of, I was in the shower having a thought. And when I get out of the shower, I'm like, oh, that thing that I thought about. So 
any ideas that come through when I have space, when, when I'm probably ovulating, when my mind's working, I just do all the dot points for like ideas. And then when I'm closer to menstruating or something like that, or I'm just like tired or I've had like a really big week and my energy's not optimized, my mind's not optimized and I'm struggling a little bit more to be creative. I would just go into the notes app in my phone and go, what were some of those ideas that I had? And I'll just pull one and it goes into a piece of content. So I would say, 99% of the time when I'm posting a piece of content, it's usually something that's been in my notes app for one to six months. Like it's just like there is, I think that I checked before and there was like 80 notes in there currently. Um, And sometimes in the moment I'm like, oh, I don't want to speak on that one. That doesn't feel good. I'm not feeling pulled to that, but I'll always find one and I'll pull it out and create it. So even this podcast episode that I'm speaking on now, I was having a day today where I'm like, I just feel like my brain is not fully functioning. And I notice a part of me that's like, oh, I'll record a podcast episode tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I can record it today. I just need to like not record on an episode that is like very, very transmission based, very like deep, very, I'm like, how do I just keep this episode light, fun, easy, simple. And, and so ones where there's like dot points, like my episode on five lessons of 500K, three things you're doing wrong with your content. Like they're very, very easy and very, very light. And then I'll usually keep the more deep or complex conversations for when my mind is just like absolutely pinging and feeling its best. So you can absolutely work your like schedule into your favor and make things work better for you. Try and see if you can notice when you feel best, when you feel not as good, when you feel the most creative, when you feel the least creative. Is there patterns in that? Is it when you eat like this? Is it after you've slept like that? Is it around your menstrual cycle? Like what are your patterns? And what can you do when you're feeling your most energetic focus and creative that's going to support the version of you that's going to feel your least energetic focus or creative? So that's always what I'm thinking about. How can the version of me that's most optimized actually set myself up to help the version of me later that maybe when I'm not feeling as optimized, but but I'm still feeling supported in that rather than expecting myself to be consistent, neutral, the same amount of like clarity, focus, etc. all of the time. So they are my little content tips for you. And I hope you guys finish this episode, take some things away and you're left feeling like content is the easiest thing in the world for you. You're always having ideas. You always have stuff to post to the point that your biggest problem gets to be, what do I post first? I will see you guys in the next episode and I hope you have an amazing day, night, wherever you are in the world.